Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with uh, Simon Haig, who we're going to talk about this morning for Irish Tech News, about collaboration and COVID-19. How are you doing, Simon? I'm good, Ronan. How are you? How are you keeping? I'm doing very well, thanks. Now, tell us a bit about this morning. You wrote an article for us about collaboration and COVID-19 and how to extract the right balance between collaboration and, and uh, technology. Tell us a bit yeah, more no, about I, what I you mean by and that. Thanks, and thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a subject that's close to my heart. I You know, I, I started life as a as a technology lawyer many years ago, a couple of decades ago, and I, I actually worked for Dell here in Ireland and Xilinx here in Ireland, and then I, I moved around the world. Um, I wrote a book, actually, on, on e-commerce back in 2001. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've done various sort of corporate stuff. I've been a CEO, and I run my own uh, coaching consulting business. And what I found through my career, is that a human beings because of their because we're social creatures we, we always collaborate and and all the best inventions come through face to face collaboration right yeah. but at the set but but at the same time we've been increasingly developing collaborative very smart collaborative technologies and and now more than ever you know we're seeing real um, collaboration around you know research into the virus and real positive stuff so it made me wonder whether human collaboration and technology collaboration could ever really truly merge into one. So, you know, I researched quite a bit about it, and it's it's fascinating stuff. Um, and I think there are pros and cons to technology. But as you were, you and I were just saying, um, if there are problems to the extent there is, there are information problems in technology. It's not the technology; it's the human beings inputting the tech, yeah. inputting the information. So it's it's a fascinating area, Ron. Because to me, the flaw, everything is always human. They're the ones to create what's going on. Absolutely. I mean, I the, the bulk of my work is is helping um, organisations and leaders grow uh, and and thrive. I, I did a podcast with um, Marshall Goldsmith, the world's number one leadership thinker, last week, um, and we were talking very much about you know human behaviour effectively trumps facts it trumps information it trumps data you know because we're human you know it's all about human behavior yeah um, but it's interesting you know you know unlike previous crisis this current crisis even though there's a lot of negative news out uh, we're humankind is experiencing a massive circuit breaker on the way things are operating and you know you know we're all working from home a lot of us are working from home it's become the new norm, and we're hearing a lot of negative wording around social distancing, Zoom bombing, cocooning, all this stuff. But I just see huge opportunities for a, a mindset change in terms of how we use technology cleverly and carefully to maximise our social interaction. It's it's a fascinating. So I like to look at like like you. I like to look at this from a positive perspective. Yeah, because I've seen people have been interviewing in recent podcasts. They've been saying. To them, it's great because their staff and I work from home. It means no stress of getting to work in the morning. You pack train or or anything else or traffic queues on the on the, on, the, on the way to work. They can go home. They get a bit of a longer line because they don't take up ready for work in the morning. Get up, shower, get dressed. Are down at, at the environment that they love and respect because it's our home, and they can get their work done. I, 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 well, I, I found that myself. Like I don't know about you, but in the last it's seven weeks today since I effectively saw other people since um, you know Leo made the first announcement, and 
I found that I've become a lot more efficient. You know, I'm not wasting my time sitting in coffee shops waiting for people traveling. And, you know, in the last seven weeks, I've created a lot more stuff. And uh, you know, I, I, I don't think uh, online is never going to re fully replace human interaction. But I definitely think there's a new paradigm being forced out of this. And I think on I think there will be a new online etiquette norm and um, and I think I think we all need to be open minded to that the, 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 the other thing about working online is we, we need to also be mindful of the fact that we're human beings operating online so all our anxieties right now all our fears all our temperaments and emotions they don't just get hidden by the technology. They, they they can still come out on the technology, right? So we can still show anger and yeah. fear and, and all those things. So we still need to be very mindful of the way we come across online. So a lot of this has not really been tested. And I think, I think um, you know, we were talking about this before. I think there's going to be huge upgrade in quality of collaborative technologies coming out of this. Whether or not that really replaces you know, the full gamut of social interactions, it's not going to. But I do think we're going to see a real improvement in technologies. Yeah, and as you were talking there about basically emotions online, if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're doing an interview or, or, or a meeting via Skype only with no with only audio, no video, and you can't see someone's face, you're not sure how they're actually thinking and what they're actually doing. Planning correct, correct. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm doing... I'm doing a course right now. I'm giving a course at Disney on sales resilience. And, and we talk about that 93%, you know, I also lecture in the negotiation programs yeah. as well at various colleges. And 93% of, of human interaction is um, body language, yeah. body language, right? And also, so 7% is the written word. And, and online, online, it's it's harder to judge that body language. The, 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 another statistic is that we tend to gauge somebody within four seconds when we meet them whereas online it's much it's you know there are challenges it's much easier for um you know unethical uh, operators to exist and thrive online i do think there has there, there will be a ramp up in you know virus attacks and, and negative stuff but i do think there's going to be an opportunity for people to really refine the way and improve the way they interact online which i think can only feed back to their confidence and their business development as well yeah, at the moment in Ireland, a lot of the health insurance companies have now introduced. They're going to introduce basically uh, a reduction in uh, in your, uh, your 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 monthly payout to them, and they decided that for that they're going to contact you, and tell you how it is. Now you're going to get somebody who's going to go online and pretend to be an insurance company, and say we're so and so. Could you please uh, give me your bank details? That's going to become more normal now because of this. I know, I know, and I'm, you know, I'm getting a number of things through LinkedIn telling me to click on this, and I've had a couple of emails from quote senior vice presidents from California saying, "Please put your online course on our program. Click here." I think we've just got to be really, really, really careful. Um, but uh, you know, in terms of the way organisations operate as well with technology, I mean, you know, in terms of how they collaborate, you know, a they can implement, you know, collaborative technology tools, but also. You know, you can still you can also set up communities of practice online. Um, you can also foster collaborative leadership online as well. You know, leadership. I think, I think leadership has a real part to play for organisations right now. And um, uh, I, I think leaders in organisations need to recognise that 
you know, they need to pivot. Now is not the time to pretend that things aren't going to change. Things are going to change. You know, I'm giving a lot of a number of webinars and people are saying, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday who who has a um, a health health spa business. Well, of course, nobody's going to it. So she decided to create a website and now she's selling health tips online. So for for, for big companies, leaders, I think, need to be transparent and honorable about what they're telling their customers and staff around, you know, we can't sell this way, but we could do this, these things yeah. this way. They also need to, but they also need to be mindful that they need to maintain their purpose and their mission. Um, uh, so it's a subtle balance between the whole thing. Yeah, and I think basically in long term, the leaders who've managed to pivot in a positive way and, and, and told uh, their customers and also their workforce uh, things that are going to work out well for them and done in a good way. They're the ones who are going to going to actually be the ones still there because they've communicated properly what how it should be done. That's exactly right. I I, I, I talked about this last week at an event, and um, you know it's interesting. We all know, Ronan. We all know, right? We're human beings. We know when 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 we don't feel. When we know when we do not feel like we trust somebody we know that feeling in our guts human beings know when we don't trust but it's much harder to articulate sincerely what trust is in organizations and so leaders really need to make sure that they 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 an old term that michael dell when i used to work there used to say never perfume the pig right so if it's bad news yeah tell your staff and stakeholders because human beings aren't stupid right we, we start to fill the gaps we start worrying and so the best leaders will um will you know create a bridge to the future in a transparent way and um you know we're seeing examples of leaders i'm not going to mention any names around the world who aren't doing that who are pretending that things are okay and business some business leaders might be but the, the best Best businesses that will come through this will 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 be transparent and honourable as they as much as they can from a corporate perspective. Yeah, I saw yesterday. I was watching CNN, and there was a person on there in Georgia. And Georgia planned to reopen uh, the state again. Yeah. When that day they had the biggest, uh, highest number of deaths, and there's one person who a woman who owned a bone alley. She had cancer and she and fought and survived, but lost half one of her lungs. She's going yeah. to reopen. And that's the one person that shouldn't be anywhere in public because she could die from this. No, I know. I think I think we have to be very careful about running back. And um, But, uh, you know, I think tech technology can continue to play a part. I and mean, particularly, to, to, you know, to help us not run back. So, for example, you know, from a business perspective, I mean, I, I, I've said, I actually, I've written articles about this. I wrote an article called Generation Entrepreneur, which talks about generations Y and Z and, and why they have a lot, lot of skill sets of good deal closers. And, and um, you, you know, businesses businesses can do a lot of work online and they can, you know, what, what, I think one of the last professions to disappear will be salespeople and deal makers because yeah. because because you need that interaction because you need that empathy because you need that rapport so um so you know i've written a lot about uh, um you know you can use technology to actually close deals through a whole process but you need to do it in a phased way so you can't think that, i think i think one of the challenges for people is to think that just because i've got a system on my laptop that's going to solve everything it doesn't so for example if you want to if you want to sell products you need to think of your different technologies for different yeah. stages. So, for example, if you want at the beginning, um, 
if you need to build rapport, right, then video conferencing is a good tool. And I, I talk about this in the article. And then, yeah. But if you want to make a quick point at a later stage, then you can use you know, WhatsApp or social media or text. And then later on, after you've done all that, build the rapport and you've got a client sit waiting there or you've got them, right, um, then – then you can use things like um, file sharing apps. Uh, but, but, but above all else, if things go wrong, don't forget to pick up the phone and you can talk to somebody. Yeah. Don't forget old technology, talking to somebody. So technology is great and it's there and it will, uh, it will definitely, uh, you know, uh, Amazon, you know, um, and, you know, engaged employing 75,000 more people. Online technology is going to increase and increase, but don't think it's a cure-all for every stage. We've got to think smartly about using different technologies. Yeah, I think when we get back to normal, the old guy who's <laughs> going door to ourselves and double-glazing cells, man, he's now going to be doing that instead of using a leaflet with an iPad. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I'm just getting back to you know, leadership as well. Now is a real time for resilient leadership, and, and resilient leaders always allow for innovation and collaboration. Um, you know, it's really important for, as we've said, resilient leaders need to be as, as honest as they can about the current state co- collaborative technology they have, but also unknowns. So they, you know, they need to message to the staff that yes, we have great technology, but at the end of the day, you know, we need to think bigger picture and so allow for allow for a culture of you know what if and you know i, I think i always think of apple you know apple yeah. you know before before the ipod came along you know it, it was a company that was relatively struggling and then they gave a group of engineers back at the end of the of last century over 20 years ago a period of time to come up with something and so they and then they came bang they came up with the ipod and the companies never looked back so the best leaders well right now should be allowing staff and key thinkers to go away and think and, 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 and allow a culture of, yes, mistakes will be made as long as you don't cover up your mistakes. But I, I honestly believe, like you, I'm an optimist, that amazing technologies, like, like they did after World War II, amazing technologies came out of World War II, amazing technologies came out of the space race, and I'll be surprised if amazing technologies don't come out of this. Yeah, because I'm looking, like Mitch and Apple, I'm thinking everything we do now in technology – it's based on Apple. If you, if you look at uh, when they did the first home computer, they did something like that. When they actually uh, brought out, they were the first computers to have basically uh, built-in uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. They were the first Absolutely. guys to, uh, when they brought out their uh, their range of, of Macs in the late 90s, that came back, and ones that you could plug in, and, and within two minutes, you're going online. When they've yeah. got the uh, Windows and the GUI interface, where it's all basically... Uh, Using the mouse and everything else, they brought that out. That out. When you look at smartphones, before then they were born and drab. iPhone changed that. iPod changed music. Before iPods, uh, you never see players which were tricky to use, and you were relying on, on Napster and leaking music. Apple changed that with iTunes. So they've done things a lot over the years, and I think right now you're saying you'll get the modern version of Apple doing the exact same thing: innovation online. Absolutely, I call I call it strategic serendipity. So when 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 smart leaders allow their staff to come up with ideas and they give them space, it, that that strategic serendipity gives gives an organisation the ability to notice opportunities. Whereas most companies are rushing around like headless chickens looking to make money, but you need to notice opportunities and therefore make your own luck. So, for example, I was just talking to somebody the other day, you know, we're all using platforms like Zoom and Skype and yeah. Crowdcast, and they're all great. They're all great, right? But I guarantee in 10, even less years, 
you, you know, when you when you switch your laptop on, you might get to a point where uh, when you get onto a conference call, you touch a you touch a fingerprint, and your thought processes are transferred through the technology. Right? Yeah. You don't even have to say anything, and and you'll get three D figures on your screen, a bit like the the figures in Star Wars. Who's to say that that won't happen? I mean, I remember when I was a kid. I was born in the late sixties in England, and I used to have to go to phone boxes to make phones. Who'd have thought now I could be on my 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 iPhone anywhere on planet Earth where there's a signal? I mean, that's the amount of progress we've made. So who's to say that this this COVID crisis won't provoke? massive improvements and scales up in technology. I bet it does. Yeah, because 20 years ago, I spent a year working in Xilinx. We used to oh, work. Right. And when I was working there, we were, I was in the department that was uh, shipping out the, the dual-use chips. And at okay. that point, I remember, uh, there was an issue with, with Sony had just released uh, some of the PS, PlayStations with dual-use yeah. chips in them. And the dual-use chip... Uh, forces them to 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 uh, stop selling them to certain countries because it could be used for the purposes. Yeah. And I was thinking, in the long term, will we see those kind of uh, technology in our everyday uh, usage? And um, we are now kind of, and it was kind of interesting seeing all that. I know, I know. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I, I worked for Xilinx and made, I was the chief legal counsel for Europe, Middle East and Africa about 15 years ago. And amazing company. I mean, configurable programmable logic or gate array technology. I mean, this is this is high end predictive chips that go yeah. even they're even more powerful than, you know, laptop chips. These are the things that power mobile phones and space buggies and sat navs in cars and um you know, you, you, you're aware of Moore's law, you know, the fact yeah. that innovation, that the scope for innovation to keep improving is declining. But but I'm not I'm not convinced of that. I think I think technology will always, always be refined and always be improved and it'll always be there. And um, I think now is a real time to really think in terms of, you know, how we globally globally look at tech, look at technology and improve. I mean, you know, what's happening right now around the globe I'd say for the first time in history, geopolitically, barriers are being put up, okay, but but we're also witnessing massive development and adaption of life-saving technologies, massive research into treatments, genome sequencing, and and what's going to come out of all this will be new forms of biotechnology, nanotechnology. It's amazing stuff, you know. Um, Of course, the current situation is is you know really unpleasant but i think human beings just have this never-ending spirit to invent and reinvent but but i guess just to come back to the, the central premise of my article i guess it's how do we go about crystallizing the delicate balance between what it means to be human and yeah. humans interact but also to progress and further improve our collaborative tools online i've, I've not seen anybody say we can't do the two um, but I've never seen. I've, but 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 I'm. But but I think we have a way to go before collaborating online exactly replicates all the human nuances of face to face. But 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 I'm pretty sure after this, people people will regard collaborating online a little bit more highly and less skeptically than they did before. Yeah. Well, I, I give that. But I was. I know a person I called uh, Bobby. Uh, <coughs> is a is a guy called uh, Bobby Healy, true entrepreneur. Yep. And yeah, he and he launched last year a product called uh, called uh, Aeromana, where they can deliver food over a certain distance and other products via drones. Yeah. And right yeah. now in this pandemic, he's realised 
that he can actually use this technology to actually help people in need. And maybe yeah. the local chemist shop could basically send a patient their, uh, their drugs or maybe yeah. a, a local takeaway can do deliveries to people in their area. And yeah. when he first started doing this a year ago, we, you had no idea where this was going to end up and he was starting trial runs early this year, which he couldn't do because of COVID. But now we've yeah. realized I can go with this full in and, and, and uh, do it worldwide. It's- uh, uh, absolutely. I, I, I don't think there's been a better time, and I'm looking at this optimistically yet again, when collaboration in order to facilitate an interaction and innovation has been so important. Because not only do we have the COVID crisis and the, and the health and the economic crisis that's coming out of it, but also we have climate change, we have an aging population. They all sound negative, but they're all massive opportunities for innovation and technology. And it would be really interesting in 25, 50 years' time to look back. And I'm not not a futurist, but I almost guarantee that what what will come out of this will be regarded as a new wave of innovation, a bit like after the space race with Teflon, etc., and World War II with radar, etc. There will be a new impetus of innovation coming out of this. And I think as well, when we look back in the year's time and go back what what happened in the year, we will see a lot less greenhouse, greenhouse gas been, been emitted because we've been working more online. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, uh, yeah, while this crisis is, is definitely a crisis, I think it's almost like Mother Nature is looking at us all, right? It's almost like Mother Nature is aware of the, of, of the importance of technology and what it can do ironically, to maybe save planet Earth, you know, and maybe it's time for, I came up with this little quote the other week, humankind to mother nature, you know, maybe mother nature is saying, well, maybe think about your technology a bit more in terms of how it interacts with the planet rather than thinking about how it destroys the planet. Uh, Let's hope that that's the case. Yeah, because I'm looking right now at technology and uh, it's got in the past a well, bad rap over social media. It's it's not. It's bad. How can you actually uh, use it? Believe what's there? And people like Samantha Tweeting Goddess has gone out on the show, and it's confused as possible. I mean, imagine this was thirty years ago, and you lived in Ireland, and there was no social media, no internet, and there was just two. This RTE was the only station you could watch on TV to get your news. I know. I how know. would you I, know I, yeah, what's happening? I, absolutely. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Imagine how this, if this crisis had happened 15 years ago. Like, we'd all be, we'd all be like a scene from that film, The Martian. We'd all be living in our own houses, not seeing anybody. So technology has been the, 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 the best gift we could have ever had right now. I mean, and I don't, think, I don't think people have regarded that highly enough. I mean, if it weren't for technology we would be completely isolated right now. Yeah. It's, a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. It's the people who wreck its reputation. It's the scammers, it's the con artists, it's the people who Zoom bomb. It's not the technology, it's the people. Yeah, but it's like in World War II when you got the, the spibs who are selling you all the dodgy kind of fit material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's exactly now all it's done online and I'm looking at this right now and then right now I'm thinking, for example, certain... Uh, movies have been postponed because of, of COVID. And I'm thinking, why don't you just stream them online and charge your free to watch online in your own home to make yeah. more money? I know, I know. There's huge ways. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, the whole, the whole uh, Teddy, you know, the whole, I mentioned, uh, you know, biotechnology, virtual communications, the whole telemedicine industry can 
can really, I'm sure, will all be refined and improved from this. And uh, I, I, I just think there's so much opportunity uh, in terms of, you know, I guess the question, I, maybe to close shortly, would be a question is, will or even should we ever return to exactly the way we were? Or, or will the rise in collaborative technologies uh, become even more strong part of our lives? I, I, I think the latter now. I, I mean, you know, do, do we all... I'm not trying to invoke a revolution here, but do we all really want to be getting into our cars and commuting four hours every day, polluting the planet, uh, being exhausted before we even turn on our laptops at work? Do we really need that again? I, I don't. I don't think so. You know. Um, so I think organize. I think there's going to be a massive shift in the way organisations think. I do think organisations need to. You know, being practical now, they do need to think about reducing costs and becoming more efficient while also messaging their communication campaigns. But also, thirdly, it's like a three-legged stool. They need to have a mind to the future. And and, and those those leaders who create a bridge to the future are going to be rewarded mightily, mightily. Yeah. So right. I think it's fascinating pivot time. It's a real, as I said, it's a real circuit breaker for the way we think. Yeah, I'm thinking right now, if you've got a business and you have basically uh – Foreign staff working in your office, and then your office comes back, and you realize why do we need all this office space? If we have our staff and tell them for three days a week, you work from home, and you come in and you do a roster such a way that you have all the desks always full, not you reduce the amount of desk you have in your office space, but it's always full because you got staff and say three days a week, you work from home, two days you work in your office, and you have the roster in such a way that. Nobody's going to be out without a desk, but they're always going to be working from home too as well. And that creates the staff a more positive and more happy work environment because they're not stressed four hours a day traveling to from work or not worried about the weather. I know, I know, I, I do, and you know, I do, I do see, I do see it coming. I, I, I haven't had my own desk for seven years now. I mean, I've been my own boss, run my own business, coaching, consulting, etc. But I've operated out of hotels and virtual offices, and right now I'm working from home, and uh, and which I have done for years, and my life hasn't changed at all. You know, right. it hasn't changed at all. My my wife is an employee. Uh, she works with Trinity, and she's working from home. And um, the the only thing she misses is is the is the, the quotes social interaction. Yeah. Um, um, and 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 so back to your point, you know, I can see a time where people uh, people do work from home, say two three days a week, and then they they log into the office maybe on a Monday and a Friday to have the meetings. And um, but I, I do think it requires brave really brave leadership to do that as well and i i also think what it what i think the challenge for businesses is is that you know in all and this sounds a bit brutal but in all organizations there are those people who who don't work as hard when they are not in the office right and whereas and there are always people who are always completely motivated and so there needs to be a methodology i think david mcwilliams was talking about this recently the economist there does need to be some sort of methodology to reward those people when they're working from home who um through kpis or some other measurement who do the work and there needs to be a way of of ensuring not penalizing but ensuring that those people who aren't pulling their weight at home don't achieve the same sort of salary benefits in the following year how organizations construct all that i don't know but i can see all that coming yeah i used to, i'm used to working from home for three years and at times when i if i'm home and i'm kind of bored want to get out and uh, do something work-wise i find a coffee shop or, or a or a pub for, for i have lunch there and where does the wi-fi yeah. after lunch 
I sit there for an hour or two and work away in different environments, and I kind of enjoy getting out and doing that. But I, I did yeah. know that the Wi-Fi gave me that opportunity of doing that, and if I couldn't go out, I work from home, which I'm doing now. But yeah. getting out is great as well. No, I agree. I, we we need the both. But um, yeah, I don't. I think the days of everybody just slogging into work every day, sitting there for five days, coming home exhausted. Hopefully, that's coming to an end. And I think technology. I think, I think the fact that technology has saved uh, saved the world from a from a collaborative perspective, from a communication perspective. It's how we're communicating together. The fact that it's you know creating all these amazing biotechnologies and telemedicines and and as you see, as you said, you know home delivery and online on demand media. If none of that technology existed. Just for a second, I don't want to depress people, but for a second, imagine what things would be like now. Technology has been the best gift we could have ever received during this crisis. Yeah, because I'm thinking of that part of song, 9 to 5. And when you're working yeah. 9 to 5, you're not doing that anymore because once you're working from home online, you work when you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, online video conferences calls are massively you know benefited the way we interact and um um having said that we, you know we, we you're right you can work when you want and how you want I, I guess what we do need to be careful about is that it's not to overly rely on on endless zooms and skype calls just for the sake of it yeah i mean we, what, what we don't want to do is end up just you know remember in the olden days we used to have all these face-to-face -face meetings in the office and most of it was a waste of time yeah what we don't want to do is allow Zoom meetings and Skype meetings and Crowdcast meetings or whatever to become the next waste of time. I think we should just use them. It's a bit like I talk about, you know, I, I've got a bit of a, a, a spiritual um, uh, perspective on life. And Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, which is just an amazing book, right? Yeah. And he talks about, and this is relevant today for everything, he talks about there's only ever now, right? Yesterday was um, was uh, just a, a faded memory of previous nows, and the future is just future nows. It doesn't exist. All we ever have now, and if you think about it, if you need to go and drill drill a hole in the wall in the house, you go to your shed, you get the drill, and then you, you drill the hole, you put the, the drill back in the shed. The same, we should be doing the same with our brains now. Like we, should, I think one, one of the challenges that technology has brought is all this endless social media that particularly youngsters have been on has created a high level, a low level anxiety, right? And has kind of dulled their creative, um, you know, critical thinking. We need, we do need to be very strict about how we use technology. If you're constantly on social media and being compared and comparing yourself, of course you're going to have low grade anxiety. So we need to use technology our brains and technology as a tool so log in do the work and then come out again and um and i think the best leaders and thinkers will do it that way and also i'm thinking if you want to do technology at times take a break go on netflix amazon prime other ways to stream stream uh, box sets and movies and anything else and use technology in a positive way to relax and chill out exactly exactly so yeah so i just downloaded uh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm loving the Mandalorian Mandalorian right now. I just yeah. think it's wonderful, and and I found myself at three o'clock on a Saturday watching it. Now I'm very regimented normally, and I'm either exercising or working or working in the garden. But I just thought, damn it, I'm just going to sit down and chill for forty minutes, and it was just wonderful to be in a different universe for forty minutes. So yeah, we can use technology also to soothe us. You're yeah. right. Because I was watching a boxer called Sanjay on that Amazon Prime. Now after I watched the uh, episodes three and four. Said I'll watch one more, and I'm going to bed. Then I go, no, no, I'll watch another one. 
They can be addictive in a good way and a bad way. I know. Yeah, we need to be very careful about addiction as well. And uh, uh, we need to be very, very mindful, very mindful of, uh, you know, we we need to be very mindful of, of ourselves generally in terms of our health, yeah. In terms of our, uh, but 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 also particularly in relation to technology, it's there. But as I said before, Eckhart Tolle would say, use it as a tool. Use it to benefit yourself. Am I am I am I am I using? Am I maximizing my time for me by using technology? But 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 I mean, it can do amazing. I mean, just in the last week, I've created online events. I'm launching a new online institute. I've I've done podcast i mean you know i did a webinar with the world's number one leadership thinker and that all came about because i i reached out to marshall goldsmith four and a half years ago on linkedin never ever thinking he would ever respond and 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 bang up to date you know i've I've now done a couple of podcasts with him he came to my book launch all all online all online that interaction so the opportunities for people out there to connect with major global linkers and theaters, feed, uh, and, and, and theorists and philosophers are huge, but you just need to manage your time. Yeah, I'm thinking in long term, someone's launching a new book. Will it be launched online rather than in person? Uh, well, I think I, my, my, my second book, um, Deal Making for Corporate Growth, was is just an e an ebook. It's just online, yeah. and um, yeah, I I think I think so. I, I mean, I, there will always be people who like the feel of books, but uh, but but you know, this whole on space online space will just uh, I think will just be taken a lot more seriously and and less cynically as long as people are aware of how they manage themselves and how they restrict their use of time on technology and how they're very careful about the fact that. Um, bad people off technology are still equally bad people on technology and there will always be chances so I think it's just being very mindful and resilient and self-aware and situationally aware I think there's going to be a new paradigm you'll probably see lots of courses coming up around situational awareness online self-awareness online Um, you know I've just launched a number of courses sales resilience online virtual deal making um, closing deals online you're going to see a lot more of this sort of stuff and it's great because because you know we need we need to create a new awareness about the ecosystem and the environment that's called the online world yeah and i'm thinking that you're going to weed out all the, all the luddites so if you're in a company and you're somebody who who is loath to uh, implement new technologies they'll be gone by the wayside because what they what they perceived was good isn't good anymore yeah exactly exactly no, so it's a fascinating area, and it's been it's been great to chat with you, Ronan, yeah. about all this. <laughs> it was great, Simon, and uh, thanks for that great conversation. And uh, have a great day, and talk to you again soon. And uh, stay safe, stay well. Likewise, same to you. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks, Mike. Bye. Bye.